Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kuninagel podcast series, Shipping Insights. I'm your host, Sarah Vollmer, Vice President of Global Sea Logistics Customer Engagement and Events at Kuninagel. You and I are about to embark on an exciting journey through the world of sea freight. I've been fortunate enough to have a front row seat to this industry's ups and downs over the past two decades. Now it's my pleasure to bring to you the latest developments, innovations, and solutions in this dynamic industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just curious about logistics, get ready for enlightening conversations and expert insights in our latest episode. Let's dive into the fascinating world of sea freight together and welcome our latest guest. And today's topic, I think it's a really interesting one. Well, of course, I think they're all pretty interesting. But we're going to talk about, is it possible to combine growth and accelerate customer experience at the same time in this industry? Ooh, sounds like a a fairly debatable topic. But with me here today is my special guest, Michael Aldwell, Senior Vice President of Global Sea Logistics at Kuninagel. Michael, thanks for coming on and joining us today. Great to be here, Sarah, and thanks for taking some time for me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So before we kind of jump in, would you give me your your high-level elevator pitch? What, what's your background? Who are you? What do you do here for Kuninagel? Well, I grew up in New Zealand. Um, so I'm a Kiwi, and I've worked for KN for the last uh, a little bit over 15 years. And I've had the the privilege of being able to work in four regions of the world with Kuninagel over that time, in Asia Pacific, in New Zealand, and a different time in Australia, uh, and a number of different roles in North America, in both New York and, and on the West Coast for a while. Um, and I've worked in the Middle East and Africa. I headed up our sea freight organization there out of Dubai, uh, traveling all over uh, African continent and all through the Middle East, which was such a fascinating experience and, and a very enriching time in my life. Um, and then now, uh, since January, I've been based in our head office for Kuninagel in Schindelegi, a little village in Switzerland, uh, where I head up our product sales marketing globally for sea logistics, um, including having a, a big influence on our outward focus strategy and how we make sure we service our customers. Okay. All right. That's a lot. So I will ask you what your what was your favorite region, but we'll we'll leave that here till the end. Let's let's go <laughs> ahead. You know, I ask the tough questions. Let's go ahead and, and jump into this. So little, I guess, insightful or maybe controversial topic, growth and at the same time, accelerating customer experience. Mm-hmm. Tell me more, because we, we were just coming out of some uh, some great events uh, here in, in North America, and we started to talk about this, not to mention our, our Roadmap 2026 was released uh, on March 1st uh, to the world. So let's dive into that. Would you tell me, let's tell me more kind of your thoughts on it. And then, you know, with the expansion, we can kind of start there in in terms of the growth that we're talking about. Look, I mean, as any healthy business knows, if you don't grow, you have a problem, right? So I think growth as a natural engine for being a healthy organization is a fundamental principle of where we see ourselves. Uh, And we've been a growth organization for the last 133 years since we were founded in 1890. 
and because of our unique capital structure, we're able to take a long-term view about how we want to grow the company you know, with our majority shareholder having more than 56% of the business. Uh, and that allows us uh, certain liberties to make sure that we take those long-term decisions and we do so uh, uh, very, very seriously. And what that means for me is we're able to invest into customer relationships in a different way. And we're also able to invest into our network in a different way. And the, the fundamental five-year strategy that we had uh, going backwards was KN plus next gen. And one of the major topics that we addressed as, a, as an organization is how do we build a culture in our organization and a structure in our organization really focused on putting the customer at the center of everything that we do. Um, and so in order to do that, we were able to um, build what we call operational care centers in several parts um, of the world and big countries, um, which focus on operational efficiency, operational execution, and on dealing with all of our subcontractors and service providers and performing a lot of core tasks for us from our customer service locations where we want to uh, make sure that we focus on personalized service and extraordinary customer experiences for our clients. Uh, and in doing that, that enables us to have smaller, more agile teams in more places around the world. So now that we've come to an end of that that strategy can plus next gen, and we've really completed the rollout of our new TMS C-Log globally and the rollout of our C-Logistics new operating model globally, we now want to take advantage of the opportunity that presents to us, which is to get into more local markets, which previously were not really addressable. All right. Yeah, I was going to stop and kind of ask you, you know, as you're talking a little bit here about customer experience and, and elevating mm-hmm. right here with us. Is this, is this a novel topic here in our industry? Listen, I think if you sat down with any customer, no matter how large they are or small they are, there was such a challenge over the last three years in the logistics industry to deliver the level of customer experience that we want to to our customers um, that it's it's really been, I think, a disappointment for customers and they've now more than ever asked us please focus on my service level rather than only on cost competitiveness and efficiency i need somebody to help me to navigate the muddy waters of the global supply chain and that's what we do every day right we don't own ships we're not trying to optimize asset utilization we're here to help our customers navigate the big mess that is the global supply chain on on a daily basis, right? And that's a lot of fun for us, but it's hard to do it if you can't collaborate. And part of being able to collaborate effectively is being able to put people into a room with a whiteboard and solve problems. Okay. So with that collaboration, tell tell me more, tell us all more. How, How are we planning on engaging more from a collaboration standpoint? especially with our customers. Yeah. So from a customer perspective, what does that what does that mean? That means that we want to be able to put more people closer to our customers. So we've gone through an exercise over the last few months. Um, and, you know, we have already over 400 stations around the world. Um, but we think we are underrepresented in certain markets. And we think we can reasonably quickly over the next 36 to 48 months, open at least 50 more 
locations around the world. So increasing the, the footprint that we have by between 10 and 15% um, and looking at, I would say, second tier, third tier cities in major countries, right? So take, for example, we would open nine new customer care locations in France. Um, we would open probably at least 15 more customer care locations um, in smaller cities across the United States. Uh, we want to open more country organizations across West Africa in particular, where we see these underserved markets. Um, and we want to be able to reach markets in the north of Australia and in you know smaller parts of uh, China where we don't have stations today. Right. So, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, aggressive, so to say, depends on which industry you're in, you know, opening plan or growth plan. So, you know, how can you achieve then that higher level of customer experience at the same time that you're growing at a pretty significant rate? And with that, bringing, you know, in order to do this, we've got to bring some new folks into the organization and, and whatnot. So how, how does this all kind of jive together, so to say? Because, you know, we were talking recently, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords out there. There always are, right? But Customer experience is one of them right now. Yeah. Right. So how is it? How is it that we're actually going to get into the weeds um, here for this? And we can tell a little bit more here to our listeners. Yeah. So the Kulinagel experience, or you know, delivering extraordinary moments to our people and to our customers, is the fundamental tenet of our new strategy roadmap 2026 and our vision 2030. And our core goal is that we are able to attract the best talent in the industry and we're able to attract the most customers in the industry. Um, and we want to do that by just delivering extraordinary Kayan moments every day. Now, what does that mean in practice? Like you said, lots of buzzwords out there. We will engage in a global training structure and a global onboarding structure, um, which is fundamentally different to what we have done in the past, I think. And it will be unique in our industry. You know, in the transportation industry at large, people join a company, they start working straight away. Well, in the future here at KM, when people join our business, they're not going to be able to go and sit at a desk and start working. We're going to make sure they go through a structured onboarding experience so that when they find themselves out there meeting with customers, they are well-trained, well-skilled uh, in the network requirements that we have as a business and the service expectations we have as a business. Um, and we're also going to be changing the way that we measure ourselves, right? And we're going to be measuring net promoter score and employee net promoter score um, as a business. And that's a really exciting thing for us. Okay. So for our listeners out there that might not be familiar with the net promoter score, NPS for short, could you just give us the layman terms? What is it? Sure. Uh, net promoter score is when we survey a group of people and we understand how many of them are positive and how many of them are detractors about our business. Um, and, you know, effectively, you know, zero is neutral. You know, once you get past negative seven, you really have a problem. And when you get past positive seven, you really have people that are really helping you to push and promote your business, um, whether it be internally or externally, um, looking at those groups of of key stakeholders that, that are engaging with you over a, a certain area. Okay. So kind of like, you know, after I stay somewhere or eat somewhere and I get that, that survey that says, would you recommend us to your family or friends? Right. Yeah, kind of deal. Exactly. Would you recommend us and what would you say about us? Right. Okay. Interesting. How come you, how come you think that, you know, this industry as a whole hasn't really latched onto this concept yet? I think parts of the industry have, um, 
But I think at the end of the day, our our industry at large maybe wasn't aware as it needed to be or wasn't listening as well as it should be to customers about what their experiences are like um, and about how that works. And if you look out there, our industry is highly, highly, highly fragmented. You know, like from a non-asset-based logistics player, we're the market leader, but we have 2.6%. Right. Right. It's it's a very fragmented market. And there's hundreds of thousands of, of small forwarders out there in the business. And we want to be able to emulate at scale the customer experience of dealing with a small business. So we want to have the network benefits for our customers of being part of the largest non-asset-based network in the world. We want to have unique customer experience of dealing with um, a very personal service replicated all day, all night, all over the world. Okay. So let me ask you a question. And I often get asked it when I'm out in, in, into the into the field here. And it's, you know, Kunagal is so large, right? Um, and with over 80,000 employees globally, et cetera, et cetera, right? I'm, I'm a mom and pop. I'm a, I'm a small and medium-sized business. I feel that you guys are just too big for me. You know, how do, how do, how do, how is this part of changing some of that perception that's perhaps out there? Yeah. No, listen, I mean, we had an experience and I'll give you an example, an experience opening a new location in Richmond, Virginia last year. Okay. Right. And there's not a lot of huge shippers and importers in Richmond and in the Virginia area. Right. I mean, there's just not a lot of big, big, big companies there. And we launched ourselves into this market and we took part in the local Virginia Maritime Association. We took one of our top performing salespeople out of New York and we moved him down to Richmond. Um, and when we started coming across businesses, they keep saying to us, you know, are we big enough for you? How do we interact with you? We don't want to be just another cog in the wheel. I don't want to be a number. I need to be a face to somebody. Right. And I think, you know, in our industry, we have to be realistic you know, people buy from people, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, in a world where supply chain, uh, the supply chain environment is filled with challenges, we have to make sure that our people are the leading face of what we what we do. And that's, I think, the number one goal of our Kane experience strategy component is we want to make sure that we can replicate all over the world, all the time, this unique customer experience of dealing with KN. And that means we have a huge amount of value that we place on every single customer that we have, not just on large customers, not just on companies with 20,000 containers a year, but on the company that has and the family business that has 200 containers that they're importing into Southern Virginia or Western Virginia. And they need to make sure they get personal service and help by to, to solve their challenges that they come across. Or, you know, when we eventually open a branch in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or in um, in Darwin or Cairns in the north of Australia, that we can get there and we can service those customers. And we're there in that local market to help them solve their local challenges. Okay, good. What are the immediate like next steps? What, what, what should our listeners and our customers or even potential customers that are out there, what should they expect next? from Kununago when it comes to both the growth and the elevation of the customer experience? So the first thing that you can expect is we will see our people being delivered a lot more training, right? And they'll be delivered training about not only how the network works, 
right, Sarah? I think we talked about how we're going to run some internal podcasts to make sure our people know how to get the most out of our company, out of the most out of the logistics network globally on behalf of their customers and around how to make sure we deliver really fantastic customer experiences, right? Because at the end of the day, people are dealing with people. Um, and that is of the top priority for us is to get there first. The second part is we have a... Um, a clearly defined set of objectives about which locations we want to have open by when. And you can expect to see little Kunanago flags popping up on the map all over the world over the coming uh, few years as we start to roll out this network. And that gives local businesses and smaller markets the opportunity to get the leverage of our global network. Those are the two key goals here. Deliver great experiences everywhere to every customer, deliver great experiences to all of our employees, and make sure we start to get closer and closer and closer to all customers out there in the world so they can benefit from a localized personal service and a global network. All right. You heard it here first. Look for those uh, anchor flags coming your way very, very soon. So, all right. So I'm not going to let you go yet because I want to know what was your favorite region, Michael? I told you I'd come back to this. You know, I met my wife in New York. Um, That will always mean uh, it feels a little bit like home for me. So Whilst I, I spent a lot of time in Asia Pacific, I grew up in New Zealand. It's, uh, it's tough to pick. I think probably my most favorite is the most exciting part where I really kind of grew my career and where I just came from. I did love being in New York City. So, um, great answer. Not just because I sit in New York City as well. I think the, you know, like the most exciting place was definitely in the Middle East and Africa because you never know what's going to happen next. Absolutely. And there's a great, Africa strategy that we that we've talked about already. So John Costigan was was here on the show a while back. We're gonna have him back again, actually. Tell he needs to tell us more. <laughs> yeah, he is doing a fantastic job. I mean, what they've put together in our Africa strategy is really fantastic. And a huge, a huge achievement to do it so quickly. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being one of my esteemed guests today. Hopefully it wasn't too painful for you, but I thoroughly enjoyed having a chat with you, not only about the growth, but actually kind of delving in more to customer experience and what does it mean, not only for our folks here at Kuninagel, but our customers as well. So very exciting times, and I look forward to seeing more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a pleasure being on your show. Absolutely. Thank you. And everyone, please be sure to follow us and stay tuned because we release our podcast episodes fairly regularly. So be on the lookout for the next exciting topic to come your way. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.